Hey Curious Conneries, Dylan here. We just want to give you a heads up that the following program contains conversation relating to topics that may or may not include physical and sexual assault and self-harm and mistreatment of different cultures. We are in no way condoning these things. But given that Sean Connery has acted in films going back many years, they've tended to come up. To spin a phrase from Disney, many of these films include negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures that were certainly wrong then and are definitely wrong now. But rather than not discuss this content, we'd like to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and create conversation for a richer future. Stay curious, folks. And now, on to our show. What are they called? The, uh, the guards. Not officers. What are they called? Staff. Staff. Yeah. Mario Lima. Oh, Dylan. Uh, Staff Sergeant. I didn't do anything. Dylan. Dylan, it's me, Mario. Hi, Mario. <laughs> I just said it was you. They're detaining me. They're, they're, they claim we murdered two people on the train. I didn't. I didn't murder no nobody, staff. I didn't murder nobody. That's right, my staff. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Should we start this over? Let's start this over, yeah. Okay, what's our sketch? So we're, so we're off the plane. Okay. Uh, all right, the train, the plane train has been stopped. Yes. And so we get with it. There were, they were the staff sergeants. At the runway or whatever station, and they detained us. Okay, okay. Because I'm, I'm so out of it. I've whatever <laughs> vespers martinis that we've had. Are, you said, I what? Well, I said. <laughs> you said. Stay, stay oh. in, Mario. This is. <laughs> this is staying in because it ties into the movie. Dylan said, oh. <laughs> it ties into the movie because there's a scene where the staff are drunk and I had a lot of those Vespers martinis, so, uh, you know. Oh, you brought one to go. No, no, no I'm just <laughs> making the noise. They don't let us drink in the... Why are we in a cell? What's going on, Mario? These staff sergeants dragged us off the the plane train. Automobile. 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 And they're, they're accusing us of, of killing the, ser- the two servers. Whoa, the, the, the nice lady... And the 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 Sean Sean Connery man, the, the the one who sounded suspiciously like Sean Connery, yes. That lady and she the sounded, lady. She sounded like Sean Connery. They, they both did. Now that I think about it. It's, it's... But yeah, no. But like, listen. They they think like, what are we gonna do? Uh, well, I think we should run. We're in a cell. We can't run. Well, is that? I, okay, I was watching. <laughs> Uh, Stranger Things lately, and it's like there's that Kate Bush song in the in the Stranger. Dylan, you have to poop. No, I'm hiccuping because I'm drunk. Oh, you, you look like you have to poop. 
I probably do. We're on a train plane for a really long time. Automobiles. Anyway, I you might be able to tell I've never actually really been drunk in my life. I've been taking over this impression. Anyway, I think we should run up that hill like Kate Bush said in that Stranger thing. There's a hill outside. Do you see it? There, there is a hill. That there's snow on top. I think there's snow on top, but again, it's gonna be hard to get to that hill if we're stuck in a cell. Yeah. You know, I, you know what? You know, I think there's a guard sitting outside. This might be, you know, if I learned anything from doing this podcast. Oh, wait, you learned that trick in golf? Where? Think. I'm, I'm, okay. Okay. Exactly. Gold. <laughs> Grr. Yeah, that you movie. learned the trick. He climbed up the ceiling, Spider Man. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go do I'm gonna duck a couple times and wave at him, and uh, you're gonna start. I stole three bottles wall. of whiskey and drank them. <laughs> Where did you get those from? I stole them. From from who? Me and my buddy King. I stole. Stole three bottles of whiskey. Is it Larry King? This this bit is go dragging on. You know I think you should throw that bucket of water in the corner with the cup chain to it. I think you should throw the uh, throw it at me. Well, you know it is nice that they let us keep our equipment in the cell. Yeah, yeah. Throw that bucket with the water at me. I need to sober up. Oh, you didn't. Oh, oh, you meant the water. Oh, that'll sober you up quick. Oh, my lord. Oh. Oh. Dylan, you okay? Yeah, my tooth got knocked out, but oh. I'm okay. Oh. <laughs> well, all right, I'm sobered up now. Okay, so do. Mario, do we kill somebody on that plane train? They're accusing us of it, but we, we didn't do it. No, they just asked if we wanted something from the trolley, dears. They, they, and we said, "What do we say? We take the lot." We, t- we, we took, took the, the lot. lot. We still, I still have the lot here. That's a lot. It's a lot of lot. It's a lot of lot. So, anyways, what are we gonna do? Like, we need to like clear our names here. Well, I think. Well, first of all, who then? So we obviously didn't do it. Who, no. Who, who, who could have done it? Who else was on the plane, train, and possibly automobile? Well, I have a feeling that this isn't a who done it kind of situation and I think all we can do is bide our time and I think you know we should just watch this DVD copy of The Hill that I have here in my oh, pocket true. because I, I have big big um, cargo shorts with big big pockets and they hold DVDs it's mm. a it's a very 2003 invention mm. Yeah. We just need to you know what the guards out here. I'm gonna ask if we could borrow like one of the TVs or something. Uh, excuse me, guard. Yes. Oh my god. Whoa. Wait. Is that? Is that? What seems to be the problem, lads? Problem. Wait a second. Are you? What? You're not the Mario. I think that might be. No way. The waiter's twin brother. I never knew a waiter before. You've never been to a restaurant? They don't have restaurants in Scotland. 
We're not in Scotland. We're in a prison. And prisons exist outside a nebulum of time Never and space. mind that. What do you boys want? We were wondering if we could borrow your portable DVD player. A portable DVD player? Yeah. Ooh, what are you watching? Revenge of the Sith? That's my favorite Star Wars movie, yes? Nice. Are you a fan of The Phantom Menace? Yes. They almost wanted me to play Count Dooku once, you know. Really? You? Just a regular prison guard? They wanted you to play Count Dooku? They should have had the face of an actor, you see. The face of an actor? The face of an actor. I, she. I, she. That is... This bit is going on too long. Sir, can we borrow your... Mario? Mario, are you... Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, just making sure you... Sorry, I got distracted by the, the bricks. The bricks? In the cell. Oh. Very nice. Like, yes, we, I actually helped lay those bricks myself. Yeah, you you brought in that um, big Tupperware full of Legos, and you dumped it on the floor. I really appreciate that. It's it, it's given us a I'm lot sh- to... I'm like, shoddy, I'm shoddy. Did you call it Tupperware? <laughs> yeah, it's like a big Tupperware container. It's I, like, you know, like a crayon box full of Legos. I and would, it was—it's a really nice opportunity for for us to like keep our minds active while we're in here waiting for whatever the hell is going to happen. But I—I must admit I've stepped on three Lego bricks in the night, and it is—it is. I mean, I don't know how I would know that. I've been drunk, and we've only been here for a couple of minutes. But you know, it's dark in here sometimes, even though the lights fall in. Sir, can we just borrow your portable DVD player? I suppose. Can we at least get through the duel of fates first? That's in scene. Phantom Menace. That's the one I'm watching. Yeah, I, I saw Anakin versus Obi Wan. You can't fool me. Are you? I have two. How bits. did you get your? How did you get your hands on Topher Grace's edit of the prequels, that go in, that goes in reverse? How did you get that? Because she has a secret. I am Topher Grace. Oh my God, Topher Grace! Now, what can I help you fellas with? What? Now, what can I help you fellas with? Uh, you still want my DVD player? Yeah, I should just take that and you just, well, well, you can leave that here and you just go away now. Okay. I'm a big fan of the podcast, by the way. Thanks. That's, Do you guys need a guest? Yeah, no, no, we're set. We're you there. sure? All set. Thank you. We don't. I'm here all afternoon. All set. Thank you. We don't. We don't need a guest. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen the hill before. Nope. A thousand times. Nope. It's okay. We, we're uh, we're full. We are full up. You don't. Uh, you got you have prison guarding duty to. Is, I understand. It's because I was in Spider-Man 3, wasn't it? No, no. In fact, that's our favorite thing you've done. Oh, really? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Uh, Your frosted tips. Thanks. You're welcome. Did you you like the the church monologue? This bit is going on too long. Can we just have your DVD player toe for grace, mister? Please, I have to pee. (laughs) Well, there, there is a toilet in your cell. And if you, I don't know why I sound like this. By the way, I'm sorry. I have a cold. Give us, just give us. I'm gonna remember this, okay? Enjoy yeah. your DVD player, kiddos. I'll be back. We'll give it back after we watch the hill. It's only two hours and three minutes. Oh really? That's it? Yeah, shorter than Star Wars. Sp- Spider-Man Three was 
Topher, you're making me blow out my audio here, okay? So while I... While you figure out how long that movie... Spider-Man 3 was two hours, 19 minutes. Well, yes, shorter than Spider-Man 3. So we'll have it back in in point nine Spider-Man 3s, okay? Fine. Enjoy your podcast. Thank you. All right. Bye, I'm Topher Grace. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm Topher Grace. I imagine I'm Topher Grace. Okay. October Space... I've also seen Hunt for Red October. Do you guys have a guest for that episode? Nope. All set. Thank oh, you. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, all right, wow. Mario, are you done playing with Legos here? I've been having a fight with Topher Grace. Was that really Topher Grace? Sean Connery. And I just really want to... All right, Mario, let's sit down. Okay. Uh, Mario, put the Legos down. I'm building a chair Mario? out of Legos. What are you building? I'm building a chair out of Legos so I can sit down. It's, you're not going to fit in that chair, Mario. It's a tiny little chair. The, he gave us a, like a, like 400 Lego pieces. That's not going to make anything. It can make a suitable stool. <laughs> not the poop kind. For a doll. The <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, whoa, 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 Mario. We're not watching Zoolander here. We're watching uh, The Hill, okay? I heard Ben still. No, I'm kidding. This is what this podcast has devolved into at this point. Just us being trapped in various scenarios that we can't escape from due to cold or being trapped in the sky or now we're in a prison cell. And, all right, you know what? Just put the Legos down. We're just going to watch The Hill, okay? DVD copy of The Hill begins now. That's a good movie. That's a really good movie. Yeah. All so, right, to- Topher. To- Topher. Oh, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes you can go yeah. back here. Did you, did you guys call me? Yeah, here's your DVD player back. Oh, thanks. All right, we're all done. Oh, did you, did you guys like the movie? Yeah, we did. Uh, no uh, no need to discuss it any further. You can go back to your job now, you Topher. Sure? Go back. You, to- sure? you sure? Yep. 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 No, all set, staff. Thanks. You, sh- you sure? Yeah, all set. Yep. All Absolutely good. sore. Yep, we're good. Thanks. I was Venom. Yeah, I know you were. I was also on that 70s show. Yeah, yeah. So was, yep, yeah. Do you guys remember that? Nope. Yeah, we're good. Yep. Thank you. Thank I you. Remember the song. If you can just shut the door on your way out and bring back um, some uh, snacks and sodas and then also okay. shut the door on your way out after oh. that, too. Yes. Thank you. Of course. Thanks. Thanks. Cool. Remember when I was in Take Me Home tonight? Remember that movie? Ma- movie. Mario, help! Topher Grace is... St- Mario, stop with the Legos! <laughs> it is so much fun. Look at these great Legos. I can make anything. What? The second the movie is over, he's playing with Legos. I made the gondola. <laughs> okay. For Moonraker. Oh, all right. We can probably cool. use this to get out of here. Oh, hold on. Hold on. You know what we can use to get some relief right now? Give me one of those Legos. I used to do this with my cat when I was a kid. What? What? Topher. <laughs> oh, y- yes. Hey, look, look, look. See what this is? Oh, oh, go, go get it. Go, go, go. All right. I think that got rid of him for a little bit. All right. That'll distract him for at least. Yeah. Two I used hours. to do that when I was a kid. I, I couldn't. I had a, a, a kitten that was vicious. This is a true story. Um, uh, kitten that was really vicious. He was a real sweet kitten, but he was also just 
just real vicious. And to go to the bathroom at night, I used to have to grab a Lego and throw it down the hallway and he would chase it. And then I would run to the bathroom and I would have to carry another Lego with me to do the same trick to get back to, get back to my room. <laughs> because he would just maul your feet and tear them up too like really bad like your feet would bleed (laughs) and we had to get rid of him the ultimate sign that like we had to get rid of him was my dad got out of the shower one day and before he got a chance to get the towel on him the cat jumped on his back and latched in with his claws. Oh my god! I got the hiccups now. That's the uh, funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And his name was Mister. Mister. <laughs> Mister. <laughs> that's just a that's a scary way to live. It was scary. He was a scary cat. He was sweet, but he was scary. It's, it's just, it's like. It's like the Batman games where they throw you a batarang at like a <laughs> like a pot to distract the guard and you have to run down. That's so funny. That's like a fucking Ugh. video game. Oh, I just drank a half gallon of water to recover. <laughs> what, would you, what would you do if you had a Lego? I always had Legos. You, you just have to have one. Yeah. It's always in your I, pocket. I carried two with me. I'll find them the next day. You know? <laughs> recover that. They're usually big Legos. You just throw like a fucking full like house bit of Legos <laughs> into the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yes, fucking smash. <laughs> That'll keep Mister busy for a while. <laughs> Come back, the cat's rebuilding it. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, <clears throat> Mario Lima, Dylan Titus. I'm Dylan Titus. I'm Mario Lima. <laughs> And this is Ben. Connery Curious. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mario Lima. Dylan Titus. Welcome to another episode. I'm. I always welcome you. Like it's my podcast, but it's our podcast. Yeah, folks. Mario Lima and I welcome you, the listener, to Connery Curious, the podcast where each week. We review one of the many films in the filmography of Sir Sean Connery. Poirot. Poirot. No. Poirot. Squid Poirot. We we are in person today. Yes. Which always makes for a fun episode. And we kind of have a limited time frame because... Should we tell them why we kind of have a limited time frame? I guess, yeah. I I have to go home and... Well, well, no, no, not that. Well, you have to be out of here by a certain time. But the reason is because we spent most of the day. Oh, okay. I'll we'll tease. Tease. We'll we tease. spent most of the day teasing each other. If we taught it, yes. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we 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 worked on something I've been working on for a bit, and we'll be releasing at some point. And I think people will enjoy it. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, what yeah. kind of thing might it be, if you want to say? I'll leave them guessing. Okay. Well, it's a type of media, I'll say that. Type of media mm. to be enjoyed mm. by one's senses. Yes. It could be anything. could be anything. Audio-visual. It could be scented. It could be a wind. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm selling canned wind. <laughs> That's my. Well, cat's out of the bag. Mister is out of the bag. You get you get one. You, get you open the can. <laughs> That's it. You gotta save That's all it. it does. No matter the size of the can. It's a little bit of air. Uh, but yeah, some fun stuff coming around the uh, the bend. <clears throat> maybe not. Maybe not. Not by this year. Maybe by next year. Who knows? Who but knows? It's but gonna be cool. Good things coming. Cool. Mario things. and I are working on a special project. Yes. Outside of Connery Curious. Yes. Uh, all right. But anyway, welcome, uh, folks, to Connery Curious. Uh, we're only what fifteen minutes in ish to this episode, I think, and. Uh, the point is, we are talking about 1965's The Hill, the Hill. directed by Sidney Lumet, starring Sean Connery, and let's see who else is in this amazing cast here. Ian Bannon, Harry Andrews, Alfred Lynch, Ossie Davis, Roy Kinnear, Jack Watson, Ian Hendry, and Michael Redgrave. Great cast. Great cast. Although, what's his name? Um, of course, I'm terrible with, with the <clears throat> names. So the, 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 the big guy. Uh, they're all pretty big. They're military. The fat, the fat guy. Oh, Roy Kinnear. Roy Kinnear. The only thing I know him from <clears throat> is uh, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. <laughs> Do you know what else you'll know him from? From what? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's right. He's the one of the dads. He's, he's Mr. Salt. So two, it's okay, two things. And have you seen the film Help? No. He's in Help. Oh, no shit. The Beatles' Help. As one of the mad scientists, or not mad scientists, excuse me, but scientists that is attempting to remove the sacrificial ring from Ringo's finger. That's right. Yeah, that's all I know. So he's the only other face I I recognize, although um, I kept thinking that um, the one who ends up passing away in the cell. Stevens. Stevens. Uh. I kept thinking he was somebody else. Like, his face looked so familiar, but he wasn't who I thought he was. I have but. a note about that. That Stevens, in his death, looks like Daniel Craig. Ah. I'm, try- I'm trying to Spoilers. Think Spoilers. If, we, if you guys haven't seen the movie. <clears throat> All right. So, well, then, shall we, shall we do as we normally do and go through the plot of the film? I think so. Yeah. Uh, we'll do we'll do what we normally do here, and you, you usually give the Rotten Tomatoes score. You want to go ahead and do that? Put my binoculars on here. Uh, the Hill, 1965. Uh, according to the tomato meter, it, a, it was given a 71%, but the audience score put it over with 92%. Keep in mind, the tomato meter is only seven reviews, while the audience score is over 2,500. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, I... I think the audience score is is more correct. Is this considered a a cult film, or is it just a really? I think this is considered a classic film. Yeah, because I feel like I I feel like I've heard about it, but not that much. Maybe I'm just like just in a hole or something. In a not the opposite of a hill. Yeah, the hole. <laughs> I'm in the sequel called the hole. Well, actually, it's funny. Uh, Alicia, me and Alicia, uh, my lovely wife, watches together. And we actually, we actually compared this movie to Holes. Really? I've never seen Holes. I've heard it's yeah. fantastic. It's, it's a good movie. Uh, but it, it, it's very, especially the first act of the film, 
uh, gave me Holes vibes. Hmm. It's because because they it, really it is because the opposite. It's why you say that because like you know, it's adults. They're, they're adults. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the punishment that, uh, in the hill is you got to go up and down the hill. Hmm. The punishment for the kids in, in holes, they got to go in a desert and dig holes. Yeah. So it really is an opposite thing. It's really interesting. Uh, but yeah, I totally recommend holes if you want to see it. But like, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Really a lot good. of people have recommended it to me. Yeah, I saw it like when it came out. We read the book. <clears throat> I forget the comparison of the book in the uh, in the movie. I don't, I've never heard negative things about it, but yeah, it's a very good film. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, excuse me. God, I'm tired in this cell. I've been here. Well, We've been here for a hot, hot diggity. I mean, and also those drinks are. I'm still kind of got the Vespers Martinis haze. Vespers Martinis. <clears throat> excuse me. So, Mario, what'd you think of this film? Uh, I really, I really did like it. Um, you really did or didn't? I really did. Okay. Well, um, uh, let's let's um, so let's also address the thing. We had an accidental spin last week. We almost had another one here today too. Yeah, <laughs> you hit the refresh yes. button. I hit the refresh it. button just in time. <laughs> imagine imagine destroying the wheel. It's just like, oh, no. We come back and there's nothing on it. Yeah. Just like what do we have? I have to go back through and all eliminate. the pieces are on the floor. Where they put together. <laughs> Toss one out to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had an accidental wheel spin last week, and we yes. landed on "You Only Live Twice." Twice. Now, last week's episode was Goldfinger. Yeah. And I, oh, wait a second. I'm sorry, the accidental spin was the hill. Yep. Yes. And because it was an accidental spin, we agreed to spin again. And that spin, being the official one, was You Only Live Twice. And I I argued a veto. Uh, and he made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Um <laughs> <clears throat> you come I, to me today, the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> the tiniest godfather. <laughs> you come to me today, the day of my daughter's wedding. You come to me today, the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> you ask me for no matter. He's like, the, yeah, it's like the mouse godfather from uh, <laughs> the Animaniacs. The one he, <laughs> that's all he would say. No. <laughs> 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 no, oh no, he was a pigeon, the god pigeon. Oh my god. And he just came in, he had a little tuxedo on. He just came in. <laughs> the god pigeon has spoken. <laughs> he doesn't like you on, on our telephone wires, yeah. Anyways. And also, I am a uh, tiny godfather. <laughs> <laughs> the tiniest in the world. <laughs> so small, even. Uh. Anyway, it seems like on the films we really love, it's kind of hard to take the episode seriously, especially yeah. when we're together. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I uh, I said that rather than do You Only Live Twice, because we just did Goldfinger, and You Only Live Twice is not my favorite Connery Bond. Um, and I, I also remembered that I watched it recently before Ooh. we did the podcast, before Ooh. we started the podcast. So. Okay. You know, m- more than thirteen weeks ago, but still mm. recently, within a recently year, enough, within yeah. a year's time, I have watched you only live twice. Mm. So, I think to give it some distance, watch we'll spin the wheel and fucking lands on you only live twice. <laughs> um, but, you will watch this movie. But also, uh, shortly after Connery died, I watched The Hill, and I fell in love with it. 
Mm. And I'm like, we just got to watch The Hill. It's so good. So, <clears throat> and after a flipping of the coin, we also, the coin decided The Hill. So mm. we went with The Hill. Mario, are you glad you watched The Hill instead I, of You Only Live Twice? I think so. Yeah? I think so. Um, well, are, I'm sorry. Let me phrase that as two different questions. Are you glad you watched The Hill? Yes. Are you glad you watched it instead of You Only, you only Live Twice this week? I'm like half and half. Yeah. Uh, just because, I think it's because I'm like, I'm just so, we got we got the one sip I'm like, I'm still thirsty, and I want other Bond movies. I think that's why I was so rabid last week, where I was like, ah, give me another Bond movie. Uh, but no, I am glad because I'm, yeah, I'm glad at least that we got a a good replacement. Like, I wouldn't like have been happy if we, by say, had action with Tiger as a replacement instead of yeah this movie. So I am pleased. This was a great movie. We'll talk about scores later in the episode. Um, but yeah, I am glad we watched it. Absolutely. Now, uh, uh, on on that note, actually, filming began on September 14th, 1964 in Almeria, Spain. Almeria, Spain. As a result, Sir Sean Connery was unable to attend the premiere of Goldfinger, on which he had just completed work. He wasn't the premiere? He wasn't. According to this, but... No, because there's footage of him... Maybe I don't know. Oh, maybe that was the London premiere. There's all that footage of him, like he's in like the DB5, and he comes out, and they use then they use that footage for like a uh, some other film. <clears throat> well, let's see. Maybe it was. Like maybe he went to the London because yeah, premiere the 17th and the 18th. So maybe it was the U.S. premiere because yeah, that maybe. was in December. So maybe it finished filming. When did production finish on the hill? Um, hmm. Started September 8th, 1964. Um, doesn't say how long the filming went on for. But I can imagine it was only a couple of months. So how f- a, mo- how a month, maybe. <clears throat> how fitting that we did Goldfinger, and then we got... The film he like, shot right after it. Yeah, like Con- yeah. fresh off of Goldfinger, yeah. Connery. So I think that karmically it works out a little more. Yeah, Universally. Honestly. Yeah, more water. That's interesting that he didn't go to the premiere, though. That's crazy. So, uh, excuse me. Should we just go through the wiki? Let's do it. In a British Army glass house, a military prison in the Libyan desert, prisoners convicted of service offenses such as insubordination, being drunk while on duty, going AWOL, or petty theft are subjected to repetitive drill routines as a punishment in the blazing heat. (coughs) Excuse me. The arrival of five new prisoners slowly leads to a clash with the camp authorities. One new NCO guard, Williams, who has just arrived, also who has also just arrived, excuse me, employs excessive punishments, which include forcing the five newcomers to repeatedly climb a man-made hill in the center of the camp. When one dies, a power struggle erupts between brutal ex-civilian prison guard Staff Sergeant Williams, played by Ian, Han- Ian Hendry, excuse me, Humane Staff Sergeant Harris, played by Ian Bannon, Regimental Sergeant Major Wilson, played by Ian, played by, I'm sorry, Han- played by Harry Andrews, those vespers are still in my system, 
and the camp's medical officer, Michael Redgrave, as they struggled to run the camp in conflicting styles. Roberts, played by Sean Connery, is a former squadron sergeant major from the Royal Tank Regiment, convicted of assaulting his commanding officer, which he explains to his fellow inmates was because he was ordered to lead his men in a senseless suicidal attack. Roberts openly scorns William's brutality and serves as a challenge to his authority. Like Roberts, the RSM is a career soldier. Uh, Harry Andrews Wilson, the, the head of the camp, is a career soldier and commands authority within the prison in which he is working. However, he is realistic about his role, stating, no one's going to pin a medal on, on us. He sees his duty to be as important as any other, that of breaking down failed soldiers, then building them back up again, into his words, into men. The other members of Robert's group are McGrath, a hard Yorkshireman serving his sentence for drunkenness, fighting and assaulting members of the military police. Army office clerk Stevens, a a timid and naive man jailed for going AWOL. Bartlett, a spiv... What is a spiv? I'm going to click on this here. A spiv is a slang for a petty criminal who deals in illicit, typically black market goods, uh, who shirks active service and has been jailed for selling army vehicle tires to the Arabs and the light-hearted king, a West... Oh, I'm sorry. And the light-hearted king, a West Indian soldier serving a sentence for stealing three bottles of whiskey from the sergeant's mess and being drunk and disorderly. Wait a second. Is that the guy that... That's that guy I stole the whiskey with. Uh-huh. Shit. Mario, do you think... Mario, are they going to make us run up that hill? I hope not. Okay. <clears throat> if I could only make a deal with God. Hmm. Is that a reference to something? No, I just came up with it. Oh, I like it. Thanks. Keep it. Tattoo it on me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think that's a good place to uh, take a little break and start talking about okay. the film. Uh, I love the opening shot of this film. I, I was wondering, how do you think they shot that? I, well, the camera car tracks can be seen in the... But was it? It was It was a. It was but, a but car. It was, I would say, but it was it was uh, extended enough to be in the back behind that building. Mm-hmm. I'll show you because I, I I was shocked at how uh, how wide the angle was. I couldn't even see the uh, the, the tracks. See those two tracks there, right. and now you open the gate and you close the gate, and so it's a crane with the car. The car has a crane coming off the back of it, and on Is top that a of gate the- there. Yes, but they open oh. the gate. Okay. While, I see, I while did... it's out of frame, the gate is open. And once the car is through, the gate is closed. Okay. And See, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't notice that was a that was an actual gate. See the tire tracks here? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I I noticed it this time. I didn't notice it the first time I was watching the film, but Okay. Um <clears throat> A lot this, of, lot this of time cool around. shots. Some like. absolutely amazing cinematography. Who is the cinematographer of this film? Uh, 
Oswald Morris is the director of photography on this film. Fucking killed it, dude. Absolutely amazing work. Sidney Lumet loves loves working with incredibly talented cinematographers and crafting long, long shots. So I took notes of those. The first track, the first shot, excuse me, the first tracking shot there, the very first shot of the film is two minutes and 25 seconds uncut then oh we get sean connery at three minutes and seven seconds that's the first time we see him and the first time we really see him and we really are with his characters 10 minutes and 42 seconds Mm. these are the kind of notes i take on these interesting because i had it i must have missed the three minute one because i had him at seven minutes okay so three minutes is the first time we actually see him he's in the car being driven there he's got his hand cuffed to the rail of the car uh, <clears throat> and then the first time we actually hear him speak is ten forty-two. wow you blink you miss some stuff <clears throat> that's crazy yes it's just one shot because we get one shot of each of the prisoners mm. um we start with two men being released was that not the tensest scene to start with i i thought I thought they were going to get, like, shot as they were leaving or something. <laughs> I was expecting some horrible cruelty. It reminded me of the spy who loved me when, like, if the guy's shaking right. the hands of the helicopter and then the helicopter flows yeah. up. It's like, yeah, it's like, what's going to happen? A lot of tense scenes in this film. That yeah, and kind of Shawshank. Mm. Like, with... You've seen Shawshank, yes? I haven't seen it in years, but yeah. The kid who knows that Andy Dufresne wasn't the killer. Oh, yeah. And the way he is handled. Mm. Yeah. Very tense, but I'm glad that those two guys get released from the prison and just can go about their day. Yeah, just do their thing. And they just shake each other's hands all happy about it. <laughs> we should cut the spy who loved me. Like, she all right. <laughs> and then the plane blow- uh, the helicopter <laughs> blows up. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> so I really love th- – uh, we get this scene of um, – Ian Hendry as oh no that's Williams I'm sorry Harry Andrews Harry Andrews plays Wilson it's very they're all just just white British men <laughs> so very oh, they all kind of blend together anyway Harry Andrews as regimental sergeant major Wilson uh, is giving his introductory speech uh, and he's bringing about the he brings up the commandant. You only talk to the commandant for serious matters, and it cuts to him like getting out of bed with an escort, mm. <laughs> or not escort, excuse me, a sex worker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like that they keep they, they twice t- cut to him, just like that's what he's just doing. He's just everyone knows it. Oh yeah. And they there's a moment later when all the prisoners are out and like, we'll go, we'll bring you to the commandant. And it was like, Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) they they know he's just a horny old weirdo. Yeah. Um, then we get another long shot. This shot goes on from 1021 to 1521. This is a five minute unending shot of Wilson interrogate, interrogating the prisoners, like getting to know them and, Mm just giving them shit and listing their crimes and what they're there for, getting to know all the characters. And it's five minutes uncut. Oh, it yeah. is pure theater. And Connery is like stoic. Just 
well, he's we the get to only him last. one. Yeah, but he's the only one like not moving because everyone has their quirks. Like some of them, like you know, kind of looking, you know, looking around, kind of nervous. He's just like at attention, and he looks like a million bucks. So like mm. makes ma- makes sense. This was after Goldfinger. That's when he looked his best. And my and, and from Rushwood Love, even Doctor No. Uh, but yeah, he just looks like a million bucks, and he's just like just stoic again, fantastic. Uh, but when we get to him, he's he gives a witty line pretty much from the get. It's like, see that hill? Yeah, pretty sure I saw snow on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, he's like anything else you want to say? He's like, that's all I want to say. Yeah, I love that. Just like that's all I want to say, man. That's it. Uh, while we're quoting him here, I will say the SH, it's a one. Yeah, it's clear. It's pretty low. Yeah, yeah. He, and I think he's just taking himself, he's taking this role seriously. Yeah, like it was, like, like that next to, what's the other one I was really stunned by, his performance? Um, probably Molly Maguire's. Yeah. Just like. Did I last week I said that this was going to be an episode very similar to Molly Maguire's. Do you see what I was talking about? Yeah, yeah. very much so. Fighting against a corrupt system, yeah. and he's leading a team of a couple of men, like not really leading them, but managing. You know, like managing their egos, and like Anthony Zerby is kind of like McGrath in this. You know. Um, <clears throat> There's some parallels to some of the characters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my next notes are: King is unshakable and a king. King's awesome. He is. Uh, <laughs> is this your pornography or whatever? It's like, oh, that's Willie always dropping me in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's clever. I, he's and then <laughs> uh, just. Wanted to know how A1 I was, or I just wanted to see my secret weapon. I forget the line, the exact line. I'll punch it in. Many college picture. <laughs> Man. The only place that crazy doctor inspected. How are you going to know I A1? By only just looking at my secret weapon. <laughs> but yeah, King's great. And it was just <laughs> the joke's about. And like, yeah, and him in the end, too, was just like. We'll get to it, but like his kind of like rebellion and wanting, wanting to leave the army, just hilarious, him barging into the office. Horace, sit down. Don't stand up for me. I jack in Iraq. I recommend this brand. But I cannot recommend your hotel, Horace. The service is low. It's tough. He's round the Benta. I can't do anything with him. You don't like the hotel. Not since one of the guests died, no. Who died? George Stevens! Williams murdered him! I wasn't pleased with the hotel service here. <laughs> that, all that might be my favorite scene in the whole film. Me too. He it's... is gold in that scene. Him. He is playing it so racist caricature on purpose. Like, he's like, you're just going to go in your underwear? He's like, yeah, unless you have, like, a, a hat or a bone to put through my nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that's all you seem to see me as. And he yeah, goes in there, he's, so like, cool. tearing up the garden and, like, has it in his mouth, the sticks in his <laughs> kind mouth. Kind of like how Tover Grace acted with the Lego earlier. Like, yeah, 
Oh shit, he's coming back. Mario, Mario, grab, grab another Lego. Grab another Lego. Get, get there. Get. See, Toby's Get it. Go, go. And Topher's crazy. Jesus. Topher's craze. Topher craze. Topher bad. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, Topher not graceful. Yeah, King, Topher King. had to be scared off of a Lego. <laughs> yeah, besides, Con- if I was to rank the characters in this, in this, you know, I mean, Connery's number one because it's Connery. But yeah, King is like King's King the is second King. best character yeah, in this movie. He, he's he's amazing. Yeah, I love him so much. That that scene is is definitely the best when he he has just completely both lost his mind and his patience, and yeah, just he enters the commandant's office. Grabs a cigarette, lights, plops himself down on the couch. Uh, Ho- Horace, the way <laughs> Horace, like he's an old friend. He's like, he's just sit, being, sit down, sit down. No, Horace, don't stand on my occasion. I've, I've sh- abandoned my rank. <laughs> like, oh, so good. Uh, uh, he's just, yeah, he's a, just, I, I was just shocked that like, how like they they just let him do all this for the most part well harris was because harris is sympathetic to the whole thing he's and the look on harris's face when it cuts back to him he is like actively trying not to (laughs) fucking laugh (laughs) he is stifling that in he thinks this is great and then when the commandant turns to him he's like sir he's gone crazy i can't control him (laughs) (laughs) so good he's out of control Uh, he's around the bend (laughs) uh so good and then just the the way he coldly ends it, Horace Williams killed Stevens. So good. Yeah, that that was tense too. That that whole that whole story beat. Yeah. So uh, shall we? Let's let's get more into it. Let's do it. Let's get more into it. Staff Sergeant Williams' ambition is matched only by his cruel treatment of the prisoners. He seeks to use their suffering as a means for promotion. When Roberts is accused of cowardice, he asks Staff Sergeant Williams, and what are you supposed to be, a brave man in a permanent base job? The RSM also... This is a weird Wikipedia summary. (laughs) Uh... Okay, all right. Sorry. The RSM also questions Williams' motives for getting out of London, as in another scene he slyly mentions the fact that the Germans were bombing the UK, including the civilian prisons Williams worked at, just as Williams was volunteering for prison duty in Africa. Sergeant Williams openly admits that he is trying to impress the RSM by showing that he has got what it takes to do the job and attempts to undermine the RSM with a late-night drinking contest. Okay, this is giving context to a lot of things in the film. Staff Sergeant Harris is the conscience of the prison who sympathizes with the men and really wants no part of his being there. The RSM believes that Harris is far too lenient. The officers, both the CO, Norman Bird, which one was, was he? Oh, okay. That's, that's the commandant. And the medical officer take their duties casually. And as Roberts point out, points out, everyone here is doing time. Even the screws, the prison officers. That is a great line. Everyone here is doing time. No one is there because they want to be. Only Wilson seems to want to be there. 
When the medical officer confronts the RSM with the claims that Stephen's punishment is too severe, the RSM turns around and blames the MO, as it was he who passed Stevens as fit for punishment. Williams, okay. Williams is a bully and a coward and singles out Bartlett and Stevens, who are the two weakest members of the group, particularly Stevens. Stevens finally loses his mind and dies of heat exhaustion after repeated and unwarranted punishment by Williams, and the whole prison riots in protests. Roberts openly accuses Staff Sergeant Williams of murdering Stevens. King corroborates the story. However, this results in both being punished. Okay, I think let's let's take it from here, I guess. Um, so, yeah, Stevens' punishment is... Well, so Okay, so these prisoners are just meant to run up and down this hill. Up one side and down the other and back. Over and over and over. And there's that beautiful scene of Harris going out in the middle of the night and trying it. And he can't make it twice over that hill, up and back. He makes it up and back. And then going up the third time, he can't do it. And that is when it hits him. He's like, I can't be part of this anymore. I got to look out for these guys. Well, that is that the same... He's wearing a gas mask. That's different. So that's Stevens. Stevens. That's all right. Yeah. That scene is horrifying, yeah. and it's shot so terrifyingly. The way it keeps cutting between his perspective and him running, like, like in, between in third person mask, and first person. Yeah. yeah. Which that was that was a cool shot too. Like I like uh, like I'm curious about how this reminds me of like you know I've seen like behind the scenes of like. Spielberg shooting E.T. Mm. and the 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 uh, or scene, Halloween or Halloween yeah, the, yeah. With, with the sheet over his head and mm. going through and he sees Yoda yeah the little Yoda thing and it's it's funny to see that you see Steven with the camera behind the scenes with a, 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 right. a ghost sheet and it's just really it's as simple as that yeah and so I'm curious about how they uh, they must have put the mask well on they the must have made a lens cover that was yeah, kind of the shape of those or that too yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, there's some of these, like, again, I think I mentioned this on the show before, just, uh, it's always cool to see, like, uh, like camera angles and, like, you know, camera magic uh, done that feels like it's before its time, it maybe isn't, but just like, just like the... Well, when you the, don't have special effects, this yeah. is your special effect, yeah. the camera, the camera is your effect, you know, that that is, there's no CGI, there's no, there's like, no... Um, like the first computer-assisted special effect was Man with a Golden Gun. Yeah, not till eleven years later, and and that, or that was a computer-assisted stunt. But you know what I mean. Like, there was all you had was the camera to do yeah. tricks with, and light, the camera and light, yeah, and mirrors, and the simple stuff. Simple stuff like just like the the dialogue scenes, and you're like. Connery's looking at the camera talking to you mm. and then you cut back to the other person talking it's like like I, I felt like it was this tense mm. and uh I don't know why it just like I feel I'm like I've never seen that in an older movie before and it just like it really took me back and sh- sh- like surprised me one know? of my favorite moments of camera work in the whole thing is when Connery has the broken foot and he and Wilson is like marching him out into the middle of the prison and just they're just arguing and and 
Connery's going, no, no, you listen. And it's these dirty, dirty handheld shots of wind whipping up and it's just close up on their faces. And then all of a sudden, hard cut, big, open, wide shot. Camera is way far back. You can see the whole prison and everyone is standing silently and it's clean. And every shot from then on is clean and precise and measured and not dirty at all. Mm. And it's like this argument was small and dirty. And then in the rea- the reality of it is everyone has gone silent just paying attention to this and it's a stark scene yeah the camera so work is a character in this film all yeah. its own um there i do there is one moment where you can see the shadow of the camera um and it is when they're running up the hill and it the camera is at the top of the hill and it swivels around as they run up and go it's a full 360 shot and you can see the shadow of the camera, but oh, it's not—it's not anyone's fault. Mm-hmm. It looks—it's amazing. It's amazing camera work. Who cares? Yeah, seriously. Um, I'm the the first run up the hill. The first time our five main characters run up the hill, I'm exhausted, and I was sitting here in this chair watching the movie. Oof. Did you also get exhausted? Yeah, just like just just. Especially with the back to the gas mask scene too, like that made me feel exhausted because it's kind of like you look at it like anything, and you're kind of like, ah, that look that bad. But then you see like the actual size of it and like people actually on it. Like, okay, shit, that probably and how steep it is. I would, I would break a leg. I get tired just you know going up my driveway. I have a really steep driveway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like that. That is insane because it's 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 a such a simple yet effective punishment. You know, yeah. It's just like it's one thing to be like, you know, I used to do like you know sports uh, in school and like just having your coach be like, you know what, run twenty laps because you guys pissed me off today or whatever. Mm. And like that's kind of punishment too, but that's like not as bad as it's one thing to run around in circles. It's an even plane. Yeah, when you're going up and down. And going... carrying their packs. Yeah, the packs. They're still carrying their probably, what, 20 pounds, 30 it's, pounds? At least. Uh, like, yeah, it's it, it's insane. And so, like, going up is very different than going down, for sure. Like, even going up and downstairs. You'd rather go downstairs than upstairs. Mm. Uh, but I can only imagine, because then, then you immediately have to go back up again. Yeah, that's just, that's just way too intense. It's 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 crazy and like it made me exhausted and like <laughs> and just happy to be where I am. Jesus. Yes, it's it's it was exhausting to watch and horrifying too. Like they were doing it, and you'd know that Sidney Lumet is like, we're doing this all in one shot. Everyone just do it. And it's so hot. Have fun. Like, they even mentioned a couple times of like them. Someone mentioned they were in one of the cells, and they're like, "It's like an oven in here." Yeah, the doctor. Yeah, he's he can't. The doctor can't stand in it for for five minutes. Yeah, I love those little moments where the it's small hints that the people inflicting this punishment are in no way capable of taking it. Yeah. So, uh, where was um? Okay, temperatures went above 114 degrees, and nearly all the cast and crew became ill, even though thousands of gallons of fresh water were brought in. Oh. Though many people associated with the production had regarded the filming as pleasant, despite the difficult conditions. Where did they shoot? Almeria, Spain. Okay. An old Spanish fort in Malaga, 
Maligant. <laughs> um, the Hill did not perform well in cinemas, though it received excellent reviews. Huh. Hmm. And it was published as a story, as as a novel, excuse me, in 65 as well. So, oh, wow. The film was based on a screenplay by Ray Rigby, who wrote for TV and had spent time in a military prison. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Um, okay. Let's keep going here. The RSM had the experience... I'm sorry. The RSM has the experience to deal with a potentially violent situation. Hi, Mia. Hello. Oh. So small. Why are you so small? My beautiful daughter, cat Mia, has entered. Yes, I refer to my cat as my daughter. Uh, The RSM has the experience to deal with a potentially violent situation. Firstly, by stating that the ringleaders will be charged with a mutiny, an offense punishable by death. Who are the ringleaders, shouts one prisoner. The RSM replies, every fifth man. Woof. The RSM thus gaining control eases the situation, whereby the prisoners willingly break up the revolt. Meanwhile, with the help of two prison guard corporals, Williams beats up Roberts in an empty cell. Roberts suffers a broken foot, and Harris gets him carried to see the medical officer. The RSM intervenes and orders Roberts to march despite his injury. King again protests, and after being subjected to racial abuse by the RSM, refuses to wear the uniform or acknowledge any form of army discipline. The MO and Staff Sergeant Harris insist on reporting the abuses at the camp, whilst the RSM and Williams join forces in an attempt to intimidate them into backing down. The injured Roberts is left alone in the cell, and Williams remains behind. He then prepares to administer one final, perhaps fatal, beating to Roberts. When King and McGrath enter the cell, proceed to attack Williams, and are heard to severely beat him off camera. Roberts pleads with them to stop, knowing that if prisoners beat up a prison officer, any case they may have had against him is lost. You're going to muck it up like that was. Oh, Oh my God. And the lock clanging when the words the end come up. They're there forever. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, I, I, I think I mentioned to you off off record. So I watched this with my wife, and she was like really into it. Like I was looking over, and she was just like engaged. And uh, as that, a good uh, film should do. Yeah, and then at the, when that happened, she just I, I just heard her go, just dropped her arms like, "That's it, <laughs> that's how it ends." I'm like, yeah, that's how it ends. It's like, that's bullshit. They stu- they they brought us here, and they just left us like this. I'm like. That's that's what's up. not all films can have a happy ending, hun. No, and, this one does not have a happy ending, and it's very similar to the Molly Maguires. Yeah, they're all their sentences have been. Well, I understand sealed. that the comparison there, because like at least you got, I don't know, because you got more of a payoff. Like you didn't see the hanging, but, but you, you knew, knew they were going to die. Yeah, but, but you had what are nice... they going to do in that? Pr- they're going to be there for the rest of their lives. Yeah, they're going to be in that prison the rest of their lives. Yeah, so like that was if not killed and. and Probably run up and down that hill until they die. Yeah, that would have been a hell of a fucking shot too to step on the hill. But no, that that was just like it's shocking. I had to rewind and watch it again just because like it's a, it's a the last shot just it's just Connery's face and just like 
You don't see him emotional that much. He's heartbroken. He starts to cry. Yeah. He knows it's over. They're going to muck it up like that. Like, man, it was it was very intense. And, you know, we'll talk about Connery ratings later. But Yeah. Uh, fantastic. So that covers the whole plot. I'm going to go through my notes. Yeah. Does that work? And we can yeah. just discuss some of the things we, we noticed. Yeah. How many pages you got? Less than one. Oh, nice. Run through it. When I really love a film, I don't take as many notes, you know? Mm. Though, Sword of the Valiant, I did take two notes, the two pages of notes. <laughs> it's, our, so. it's our favorite movie. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, at 2940, uh, Wilson, uh, yes, Wilson, excuse me, uh, goes to, like, wash up, and somebody helps him change, like a servant helps him put on a new shirt, and he's whistling, and he can't whistle, but he keeps whistling. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my grandpa used to whistle. It's like, it sounded like he was a blowing into a bottle. It's hilarious, and I, I adopted that whistle too. I'll do, I'll do it all. Like, That's how he whistled. It was hilarious. Whistle a tune. It can't a little bit of tone in there, like, yeah. <laughs> he would he would eat while he whistled. Speaking what? of the showers, uh, I did like that little laugh of like the uh, wash cup. It's like, no, don't, don't turn that one on. That's the gas. That's the gas. <laughs> There's some genuinely great laughs in this it, film. There is. And it's well, what's the, his name? Uh, the big guy. I forget the actor's name. The fact Roy guy. Kinnear. Like, he's our comic relief. And like. Sort of. For, for the most part. Everyone's like, got a moment of comic relief. King is hilarious. Yeah. Roy Kinnear as. Um, uh, Bartlett is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but they're all for different reasons. And yeah, Connery is just, he's very dry. Yeah. Like. That, that gas line is great. He's always got great. I saw snow at the top. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's got some, some great witticisms to, but not like trying to be funny. The mm. gas line is definitely to make people laugh. Yeah. Um, that was, a, yeah, that's a great moment. I have a note about that. Uh, yeah, that turns on the gas. Um, <clears throat> so yes this the wilson can't whistle roy kinnear irks me <laughs> i he starts to irk me a little bit ultimately he's responsible for steven's death he's the one that made he starts yelling out orders and stops and everyone he doesn't stop he doesn't stop yelling out the orders, and everyone's laughing along with him. He ultimately kills Stevens. Yeah. Um, Can I mention that's probably the hardest I've seen Connery laugh? Yeah. On screen? Uh, that and, and the um, sand, the sand fight. That was yeah. great when the shovels are in the hill, and they go up to douse Connery, and he's like, starts throwing sand at them, <laughs> yeah. and everyone just starts having a sand fight, and they're all cracking up. You gotta play uh, that that song from Top Gun. Playing with the boy. Okay. This might be a okay time to transition into this note. Um, did you get a hint of a gay threat from Harris to Stevens? Yeah. He's like. You, when he's like, he's you're like, not. He's painting the wall. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're not supposed. 
The king would have a fit if he found out you were dirtying up his walls. He's like, you're not supposed to be here, Stevens. It's, so, you know what I mean? Like it's it. Well, because he, he calls him queer, and yeah. he says, "I'm not queer." Well, no, they Wilson does, but Harris, the sympathetic one, yeah, the sympathetic guard seems to be like coming on to him in a kind of way. Yeah, I'll put in the audio here so you can kind of hear what I'm talking about. We had a queer in here a few weeks back. I'm not queer. No, you know, why don't you listen, eh? That nanny had a way with her. She sang and she laughed all day, huh? <laughs> Put her over the hill and she went into a dance routine. <laughs> Better than those belly dancers in the cabarets. <laughs> she wasn't any stronger than you, but she knew how to survive. And that's what you've got to learn in this army. You've got to learn how to, you know, how to survive, you know? And then it kind of ends with him putting his nightstick up to his mouth. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely like, a... like if you, I'm, I'm, I don't, I didn't catch it the first time I watched the movie a couple years ago, but this time it really hit me and stood out. I'm like, is he like asking for a sexual favor in turn for? Yeah, what's the line at the end protection? when he walks away? It's it's something along the lines of like you know, we do what we have to we. We do what we must, or something like yeah. that. Something... He doesn't leave the scene though. The scene ends with both of them, and then just cuts. Also, maybe something went down. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, see. look, I'm lonely out here. People already call you the the queer one. This is not where I wanted this conversation to go, but it's like something yeah. I wanted to address in the film. But it's interesting. I, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. It's like, you know? and he just keeps saying, "He's like, I have a wife. I have oh, Roy. The reason Roy Kinnear irks me is because he almost ruins his wife's photo. Yeah, just like uh, making a jerk off joke, and the photo's wet, and he almost rips it. It's like, yeah. Um, but I wonder if that was. Harris, yeah, was he coming on to him or something? I don't, I don't know. Was he saying like, "Look, I definitely got that." Take vibe. care of me here, and I'll take care of you, kind of thing. Yeah. So not only has Stevens had to go through this horrible punishment, but he's had to like, you know, go against his own sexuality too. You know, possibly. Um. Okay. Uh. Go ahead and skip with your food. Everyone just keeps skipping while you hold it, an open tray with your food oh, and, no. and liquid. Everyone just skip. <laughs> skip, skip, skip. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Spilling food along the way. <laughs> these pe- these cells are a mess. Well, you, I wonder why. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, they have so many opportunities to lock the staff in. So many times where the staff like makes them leave the room and the staff is the last one in the cell. Turn around, lock the staff in. There's so many prisoners there and so few staff, and all they have are nightsticks and the water hoses, and they have two water hoses, and only one person can hold the water hose. Like that prison should be overrun in a hot minute. I think the whole thing is it's one of those because I noticed that too, where it's like I'm like you know there's not like a lot of. Like, there's a threat, but, like, you know, we talk about King at the end and how it's, like, they didn't really do anything. To, like, any other movie, he would have just got tackled by, like, th- five guards and, like, brought back. They just kind of let him do it, you know? Because there's not really much threat, like, what, I guess. What, at the commandant's office? Yeah. Like, the, the, the best the, scene in the movie? Yeah, <laughs> even when he's throwing he throw the plants. And, like, no one's stopping him. There's, like, Hey, your shot. fellow prisoners are doing a hard, a hard work planting that. It looks pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, Sean I think, Connery Gardens in this movie. 
Yeah, I love, I love, yeah, we saw him cooking like a few movies ago. And, and gardening and, and, and in this now, one. Now he's gardening. He's a real man. Yeah, I think we, could we conveniently sure watch him. So I always, I always had to make a Harry Potter joke to Popper. I, I said, oh, look, I'm pulling mandrakes. The <laughs> <laughs> screaming baby plants. Um, but yeah, it, but I wonder if the whole thing is it's like. Also to pop her. Like she gets inflated, like it's she a, her, she a, starts blowing up like a balloon, and you're like, "Hold on, Harry Potter joke!" Poof, poof, <laughs> and lots of flates back down to regular size. I'm used to making wrestling, <laughs> talking wrestling on my other podcast. Is that a term in wrestling? To pop her? A uh, pop is like uh, when, say, like a very popular uh, superstar comes out when the crowd cheers. That's the pop. Ah. When yeah, like when you're at a concert. And the lights go down. Big pop. You are the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world. Paul Stanley's <laughs> black friend. Anyways. You got to have a black ace. I don't even know what my point was. Oh, so I think because there's this like weird thing where it's like, there's no point overrunning me. You're not going to get far because they're kind of in the middle of the desert. Yeah, where are they going to go? There's, you, you can get a car, sure, but how? It's going to be a military car. Yeah, and how how far are you going to go? So I feel like it's one of those. It's like it's like that. Not mutual respect, but just like, what's the point of me wasting my energy on like trying to tackle you, or yeah. you trying to escape, or you doing whatever the hell you want because you're just not going to get that far. They, I, I feel like there's enough people there, but maybe uh, okay. Connery makes the line that it says the line that he is only in the army because he wouldn't have made it in any civilian job, indicating that it's not a lot of intelligent people there. Mm. So maybe they wouldn't have had the wherewithal to organize a peaceful revolt. But it could have been done. You could have peacefully revolted, locked every prison uh, uh, employee staff in the cells mm. peacefully you could have done it peacefully and demanded better terms destroy the hill like while everyone's locked up be like i would t- pull the rocks down from the side of the hill let that thing fall yeah you know is that how it was held up yeah, yeah the rocks on both how, sides yeah i was like because i was like man one good gust of wind is going to take that sand castle down no it's got <laughs> the see those rocks on the sides there oh yeah, yeah there it keeping is that thing right up yeah uh, I'm guessing it's probably a layer of those rocks and then the sand built on top. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so that lock the staff in. Sand fight, love that. I love the drunk staff scene. Um, why do why does Connery wash the walls after they smoke? To get rid of the smell of smoke? There's an open window. Well, probably to because you can stain like walls with smoke and like they're not allowed to smoke yeah they get caught they get fucked which another note on that is after stevens dies harris drops a pack of cigarettes in there for him oh yeah that's like a here just smoke go ahead yeah um do you notice the boot shining when everyone's out in the prison yard there's two people that are shining people's boots, and it's like prisoners too. It's not even like officers. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that. They're actually. shining the boots of prisoners. Um, 
That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like there's almost not no rank, you know? Yeah, it's everyone's like, – and even at the end, Connery's like, Williams has already taken over this place. Like, rank has gone to the wind. Yeah. And the medical officer is supposed to have rank of some kind, but yeah. he, no one's listening to him. Yeah. Note on that medical officer, played by Michael Redgrave, Sir Michael Redgrave, who we saw his daughter, Vanessa Redgrave, in Murder on the Orient Express. The clicker profile, which one? Uh, find a younger picture of her. Oh, sure, okay. She she is she is with Connery. She plays Miss Debenham. That's right. Wow. Mm. Interesting connection. Miss Debenham is not a woman. She's a lady. She's a lady. To me, she's royalty. She's always a woman to me. Um, what else? Uh, Sergeant Harris has gone sand happy. I like that. Um, Stevens in his death looks like Daniel Craig. Um, the whole of the staff is so excited by... This is objective. This is my opinion. Not trying to insult anybody. But... This is not a belly dancer that I think one person would go pay to see, let alone like a hundred people. That is like your elderly grandmother. <laughs> like should be in a nursing home. I've lost my job. Yes, you have. Yeah. Yes. For, for, from where I'm standing, yes. You certainly have, my dear. That is the least uh, appealing belly dancer, I must say. Side note, speaking of that scene, uh, during our honeymoon, me and my wife, uh, we went to Epcot. We did all, all Disney. So Epcot's like a bunch of like, there's like Italy, China, Japan, mm. whatever. And they had like a little like, uh, I think it was like, it was like India or was, I forgot where it was. But they had like uh, belly dancers and stuff like that. I felt like I was in a Connery, in a, in a Roger Moore movie. I feel like I should have been wearing like the tan suit, and like she she had like a little charm on her thing. So I'm like, so I'm like, I was like, I've got to swallow that. Yes, yeah, right away. I was like, <laughs> I've lost my charm. Not from where I'm standing. I had a lot of Roger Moore moments in in, uh, in Florida, but anyways. Um, <laughs> More moments. More moments. That's a good podcast name, too. More moments. Yeah. Well, we'll get to more movies in about 60 movies. <laughs> in seven years. Yeah. Well, no, we'll, we'll be done with this in a year. If we do one per week, we'll be done in a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, if we, unless we want to start pumping out two a week. We'll, 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 see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, what else we got? Um slow fans there are lots of slow fans in this movie in a, a place where i'm sure it is very hot just have those fans turn at one mile an hour like that's the, fine it's the aesthetic it's like it's like every every Waste power every mobster movie yeah, yeah. they always have the really slow fan and like there's a room full of smoke like maybe you should turn it on a little higher to get the smoke out of they it. don't even make fans that go that slow <laughs> they just have a guy Every five minutes is poking. <laughs> yeah, sure just push it. <laughs> okay. 
fanboy. <laughs> he's a fanboy. <laughs> um, I love that Rory Kinnear keeps shit in the heel of his shoe. <laughs> and then he has a slice of an orange. One, not even like a slice. Like if you cut it with a knife and sliced it thin. And he just sucks on it. And then he wraps it back up and puts it back in the heel of his shoe. <laughs> Uh, oh. um, it's like the tracker from Goldfinger, but it's just right. like he opens it, the slice of an orange inside, and he sucks on it. I'll put, I'll combine those in some way. <laughs> this orange here is designed to fit the heel of your shoe. Connery puts it, it or Q puts it in the shoe, and then Kinnear takes it out. It's an orange. <laughs> um, uh, Connery says, "You're all just gonna sit on your jacksies." You hear that? Then you're going to sit on your jacksies and do nothing? <laughs> jacksies. Yeah. I uh, like that. I wrote that as a line. Um, everyone knows the commandant is a perv. Um, McGrath is a true coward. Yep. McGrath is a real, real coward. Obviously, we all know that Bartlett's a coward the whole time. He's like, please, I want to just be moved from this cell. This sucks. Um, but McGrath is the true coward. Uh, and then Connery gets the old fight trick. Williams is like, you and me in a, in a cell, one-on-one. Connery's like, let's do it. And then, a, <laughs> and then he walks in there first. How could he be so dumb? How could he be so dumb? He walks in there first. He should have been like, you go in. I'm going to make sure no one's behind me. Um, and then, you know, they break his foot. Uh I love the shot of King. Oh, I, I said King was unbreakable. They broke King. Yep. They broke him. Um, but they broke him in the best way because of the hotel scene. Horace. Horace. Uh, I love when he is strutting across the prison yard in his undies and everyone is like cheering and whistling at him and he's posing like military a big uh, like strong man roman greek, greek god posing uh horace's hotel best scene and then my my last note is the the lock sound at, as as the end comes up that's clanging of the lock it's not the end of our story but it's the end of their hope they're not getting out. They are locked in forever. Yeah. And that those Chilling. are my notes on the film. I think it's it's covered it. So yeah, I mean, keep this episode relatively short, I guess. Yeah. It's just. I, Cause just I, cause I feel like yeah, because this movie there's like you know, you know, as we always mention in our uh, intro, as you mentioned in our intro, uh, you know, it's very subject of the times. It's like you know. Not you know has some suggestive moments. Topher you know. Grace watches Revenge Topher. of the Sith. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking about the real intro of the podcast. Okay, my bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but the one I do uh, while you're sleeping. Yes, yeah. I usually wake up and I say, "Oh, Mario, it's time for the podcast." Well, I play like, that okay. music and it wakes you up. Yeah. The, yeah the, as soon as I heard the guitar, I wake up instantly. Exactly. I'm ready to go. Uh, but yeah, it's just like. Um, I feel like there's not much to really say. I think it was great. I have no complaints. I th- I, like, well, you, know. you had brought up the 
the warning we give at the beginning of the show was yeah. what was that for? Is that like in reference to like there's obviously some n words in this? Yeah, just the stuff the king goes through. Yeah, you know, just this like is pretty racial stuff. Because in the beginning, I just hate you know like I mean, he straight, straight up say like you know you can't run with those boys. You're black, and I, yeah. I love how he responds. Oh, I'm aware of that, sir. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, I am black. Uh, so so that's <laughs> as far as my secret weapon. <laughs> yeah, so so I think but I think the fact that they like. They played into it, and like he was kind of like you know, like he like stood up for himself. He's like you the know, whole time. And Roy Kinnear is even like, you can't read, and he's like, what? Because I'm black, I'm yeah. ignorant too. Like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so I, I I think I enjoyed that, but like you know, I I could see you know obviously some 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 touchy stuff there, and then like yeah, there's some there's some intense scenes in here, but like yeah, other than that, I have like no, and there's no complaints. There's uh, uh iffy treatment towards women in the fact that there are three women in this movie, all of them are sexual. Yeah. Uh, like that's it. Like yeah. there's the two. Uh, prostitutes that are in the commandant's yeah. bed. And you see boobs in different scenes. You see a picture of boobs. Yes. So it's literally women are only in this film as. Sex objects and the yeah. the belly dancer of questionable attraction. <laughs> questionable um, <laughs> belly dancing. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean everyone's beautiful, but yeah, there. It was just watch the scene. You'll see yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. You'll be I like, everyone's going. Everyone is going crazy for this person. Yeah. Everyone, literally, everyone's cool with this. Not one person is like not feeling this. Not really. Not. <laughs> Everyone is cheering. Go, 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 go. I mean, hey, everyone has their their thing. I don't judge. No, I'm not judging just, either. But it's an interesting scene. That's all. Yeah, it's it, it's it. Uh, sorry to bring him up again, but Roger Moore. I think <laughs> I think an octopus. When he's running, he's walking like by the pool or something, and all the girls are like gawking over him. I'm like, really? Yes. Like, yeah. This, this is leathery, Roger Moore. Yes, he, Roger Moore, handsome man. But yeah, nobody would be gawking. Like, My grandmother wouldn't be gawking like, over him. Like live and let die. <laughs> yes, sexy spy who loved me. It's like still there, but starting to yeah. fail. After Octopussy, that, it's just like no. A view to a kill. It's like no. What Jaws is more attractive. And it's crazy to think like Daniel Craig is basically the same age and is pulling it off. Oh, he's you know like, what I mean? Like, I still think he's like thirty years old. He looks thirty. How, Daniel how old Craig. is Daniel Craig? He's like he's got to be close to sixty. 50-something. No. Maybe too much. 40-something. I don't know. Daniel Craig. 55. He's 55. Okay. So he's two years younger than Roger Moore was, and he looks infinitely better. But also, you know, it's a different time. It's a completely different time. Yeah. Different health care. Uh, different way people take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, you are correct. In that, that movie – People are, you know, gawking at him as if he is still James Bond, the sexiest spy yeah. in the world, and he's not. It's like, and like the awkward <laughs> kissing. It's just like his kiss. Oh, has, it's has, unpleasant. Yeah, it's like I rather want, at least like Pierce Brosnan had a little bit of like a, it's a little bit aggressive, and yeah. a, little, a little sexy. But, but he's like, still Pierce Brosnan's an attractive man. Yeah, and I think everyone will agree. Yeah, with. Pierce is still attractive. Yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah. so I, I think my take on the scene is valid, right? Yeah, it, oh, okay. no, oh, no, no, I, I agree with <laughs> okay. you. It's just, okay. I know, I, I, I just don't want to sound mean, but like, I think, no, it's I not think, me being mean. It's, but no, I think the world would agree. That's probably not the uh, when you, when that's you, when not you, the military entertainment <laughs> that you're hoping for. <laughs> like, oh, I was hoping we'd get a USO show. I was like, when you're when you register to be a I don't think there's no registration, but I think when you register to be in the military, you might hope. 
that there's like some kind of military entertainment show for you being troops overseas or something. I don't know. Mm. Like, okay, they're at least going to make sure we're not bored out of our tits. You know? <laughs> and to that, I really thought that it was funny when Harris is cracking jokes in the big prison riot scene when everyone's out in the, the common hall. Harris is, shall I organize this? You should have been a... a uh, like a, da- like a music hall comic. Yeah. And he's like, maybe I should have. Do I have permission to organize a smoking concert for the <laughs> for the main mates? And everyone's just cracking up. You have a light? He's oh, <laughs> like, I'll see you. I'll strap a pack on your back and have you over that hill if I catch you smoking. And everyone laughs at that, too. Like, yeah. the tension is so thick that any single... It's like the gas is so thick in the room that any spark to create laughter creates laughter. Yeah. Even but, if and, but and they sing about them. Yeah. If, like you gotta go and look up the um the captions for that scene. It's like legitimately like they're singing. It's like something along the lines of like, you know, oh, thank you. What's his name? Uh, uh, Wilson. Wilson. Sergeant Wilson. Like, thank you, Sir Wilson. I'm going something. Tuck me in at night. Blah, yeah. blah. Wake me in the morning. Like they're Before like, you go, go. But like they have a song and they're all in unison, like singing the song. Like mm-hmm. this is obviously it's like a song that's like they. <laughs> He must have wrote for them or something. But it's like interesting because I'm, I'm sing I'm, me this song. I'm not reading. The, I'm reading the subtitles. I'm like, wow, they're like, we're like, we're la- me and Alicia were laughing. They're like, they're like singing to him. It's like, you know, it's like I'm off to bed. Thank you, sir. Something like that. <laughs> and it's just really funny. And I'm like, wow, they're like. So I'm like, I guess there's a respect for him, or, or, or just a, I don't well, know. maybe just like a we're all doing time in here kind of thing. Like none of us want to be here. You don't. You're clearly getting some kind of it's pleasure kind of, out of it's it's kind of like singing about your principal in high school. Yeah, you know, it's if he was like, a shitty principal. Yeah, you know. So I just I just thought that was very very fascinating. But mm. yeah, I know. that's that scene is good. Yeah, I like I good. like that scene of like uh, on the ground and we're getting the, the one shot of like above of all the rafter all the like upper cells. There's like one shot and it ends up like behind uh, his legs. Mm. You know that yeah, shot yeah, yeah. Like you're looking up and it's like, that's all one shot. I'm like, man, like these guys are like on the ground getting a shot. And I'm like, the amount of times in this movie you you realize too late. You're like, oh my God, this is all one shot. And then it changes. Mm. You're like, that was all one shot. Those past two minutes, the camera didn't cut away at all. Mm. It's phenomenal work in this phenomenal. film. Phenomenal. Cinematography. So, what do you think? Should we start getting we should, to the scores? I think we should get into our scores. And do you notice there was no score in this movie? Yeah, not really. There's no music in this film. Not really. Let me let me just double check on that because I think I remember it anyways. All cast and crew.
sound department has sound recordist, sound editor, dubbing mixer, recording supervisor, and post-synchronization. There's no music in this movie. But you never notice because it's so goddamn good. It's just sucking you in with how good the dialogue and the characters are. Yeah, is there music in the beginning? Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing. Wow. Is there? Hold on, let me... No, no, I don't think so. Nope. No music at all. Not not a note of music. Fascinating. That is incredible. Huh. Damn. I didn't you know you don't even notice because the movie's so goddamn good. Did you notice that there was no music? No, not like that. Now that you mentioned I'm like, yeah, there's no fucking music. <laughs> this was the second time I'd watched this movie and only now. In the end, do you understand that there's no music? Damn. Wow. Alrighty, well, uh, also, another Bond connection here. Roy Kinnear, his son is Rory Kinnear, who plays Tanner in the Craig films. Wow. Mm -hmm. Ah. And also, Roy Kinnear, I believed, suffered a terrible end. Um, On September 19th, what's with all these things that are happening close to my birthday? September 19th, 1988, Kinnear fell from a horse during the making of The Return of the Musketeers in Toledo, Spain, and sustained a broken pelvis and internal bleeding. He was taken to a hospital in Madrid, but died the next day from a heart attack brought on by his injuries. He was 54. He was buried in East Sheen Cemetery, London. Following his death, Kinnear's family sued the production company and the film's director, charging from eyewitness testimonies that the producer was cutting corners to save money and time, and that the rush speed of filming contributed to the accident. In 1991, they received a 650,000-pound settlement. Mm. In May 1994, the Roy Kinnear Trust, which was inspired by his daughter Karina, was founded to help improve the life of young adults with physical and mental disabilities. Wow. He was on a bunch of episodes of The Avengers. Uh, The connection to the podcast? Or two, two episodes. Uh, he was in The Hill, Help, uh, How I Won the War with John Lennon. Oh, wow. Which I, I need to watch that film. Um, he's in Scrooge. He's in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as Henry Salt. Wow. Yeah, and you said Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo? Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. Damn. He's alongside... He's uh, in Return of the Ewok. What? Is an unreleased mockumentary film from 1982 short written and produced and directed by David Tomlin starring Warwick Davis as himself in a fictionalized account of how he got the role of Wicket in Return of the Jedi what? the film was created during production of Return of the Jedi Uh, okay I have seen bits of this and he like visits the uh, dressing rooms of Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill I think I'll find it to you uh, I'll find it and send it to you. I'll find it to you. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll okay. see it finds its way to you. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Pirates. He was in a film called Pirates, starring Walter Matthau. Anyway. Oh, that's awesome. Alrighty. That's enough about Roy Kinnear. But right. that's our Bond connection. Let's get into our Connery scores. I've also reconfigured the thing here. So we've got it, the SH ratings, and every, everything gives its average as we type them in. Ooh. So we've got the SH rating. We've got our sexiness rating. 
We've got our film rating, and we've got our Sean rating. Let's get into it. Let's do Does it. Does the SH. Mario? Uh, one. One. It's not there. I am also giving it a one. Not a Q. All right. Let's go with sexiness. Mario, how sexy is Sean Connery in this film? He is. He's pretty sexy in this. Something about... Uh, we really talk about the hair. Like, this is a pretty short haircut form at this time. Do you think it's his real hair? Uh... I don't know. It looks it looks a little it looks a little sus at the uh, hairline. There's a couple of scenes of him like looking down and I'm like oh, it looks it looks. I, I noticed that. Um, but I think I took away from his look and like, you know seeing him you know this is this is Goldfinger Connery. Mm. Him with his shirt off, he's like he's built. He looks like a million bucks. Like just him with the shorts on, the white t-shirt. He's a good looking guy. So I think I think sexiness. Yeah, I think him a ten. Ten. Wow. He looks good. I'm only going to give him a six. Okay. He's a very attractive man, but the circumstances aren't sexy. They don't allow for sexiness. Mm. There's two moments where you can call him sex. Well, the the intro where he's given sass and he's standing at attention, looking handsome as can be. Yeah. He's very handsome. Then the turn on the gas moment. That This turns on the gas or whatever. And then the moment where Stevens turns to him, goes, Joe, don't let them... Don't make me take, help me, Joe. Don't let them take me. That moment where Stevens is so desperate that he turns to Connery and begs him, because mm. Connery is like a, he is the protector. Yeah. Connery is daddy. Mm. <laughs> Connery is daddy. That should have been named a podcast. Connery is daddy. Connery is daddy. Welcome to Connery <laughs> is daddy. <laughs> to Zardoz. Last Crusade. Um. So it gives us an average sexiness of eight. Okay. All right. Do we want to do the film or the Sean rating first? Let's do the film first. Okay, Mario. What are you giving this film? I think I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Eight point five. Mario. Yes. I'm giving it a ten. Ooh! This is your first ten for a film? No. Oh, nope. okay. Murder on the Orient Express was my oh. first time. And that's it. That's been my only my only 10 film. But now we move on. Oh, so, okay. So you gave it an 8.5. I gave it a 10, which gives it an average of 9.25. I, I fucking love this movie. This mm. is great. That's why I said we should watch this one instead of You Only Live Twice. I love it. Hell yeah. The first time I saw it, I fell in love with it. This time, loved it even more. Mm. Not enough to watch it all in one sitting, strangely, <laughs> but um, I'm going to watch it again soon because it's so good. So good. All right, now our Sean rating. Sean rating. What are you giving Sean in this movie? Man, he is fabulous in this. He is fabulous in this. Uh, I want to go perfect on it. I think just because of the crying and the emotion I felt, Nine point five. Nine point five. Don't need this. Mario, I'm gonna give him a ten. Wow, this is your favorite movie, isn't it? Uh, this might be my favorite film we've watched so far. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just in terms of how goddamn good it. It honestly, the only other film that I've given two tens to 
is Murder on the Orient Express, which is another Connery Lumet film. Interesting. Sean Connery and Sidney Lumet are a damn good pair. Wow. I'm excited to see The Offense. I'm excited to see... Um, what was the other one? Hold on. He kind of looks like Pedro Pascal in that picture. He does. Like look up Sidney Lumet's Wikipedia page. He does kind of look like Pedro Pascal. So The Hill, The Anderson Tapes, The Offense, Murder on the Orient Express, and Family Business. The only ones I haven't seen at this point are The Offense and Family Business. I saw The Anderson Tapes two years ago when I watched, or three years ago when I watched um, The Hill for the first time, and I loved it. It's not as good as The Hill. It's not. It's definitely not as good of a mm. film, I don't think, as as this or as Murder on the Orient Express. But these two films, these two Lumet Connery films, have been tens for me, both in terms of Connery and film. It's so good. Hell yeah. Um, I'm only curious about how family business is gonna be. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm really excited for this. Uh, I've never seen it, but like the movie was critically panned. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never seen it either. I mean, hey, so was Sword of Valiant. That's our favorite movie. <laughs> it it is. That is true. That is quite true. Uh, but so would you recommend this film to people? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, would you watch it again? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think my warning would be <clears throat> not really a warning, but I know some people are not into black and white films. We should probably mention this is a black and white film. Yes, but I think it works uh, far better. This wouldn't have worked in color. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but yeah. yeah, some people that this turns them off. They're just like, eh, it's like the people. I I know people who won't watch uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars, or Rebels because it's animated. So it's just little things like that. Yeah. They, they'll take away from it. But I think I think if you're not a fan of black and white films, it still gives it a chance. I think, yeah, I think but absolutely. I, I think is... if you're going to let a film being black and white prevent you from watching it, you have more problems. Yeah. Like that. Like that's like refusing to read a good, like a classic story because right. it's manga or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm not crazy about manga, but if enough people say, this one story is phenomenal and it's only in this format, I'm going to read it. Right. So I'm not going to be like, well, once they colorize the hill and add music, like I think stripped down, no color with no music works best to serve this film. It does. I think color would have taken away from the film where, as in the Molly Maguire's, the music and the color add to it. Right. Though I would be interested to see a black and white cut of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I absolutely I would recommend that to somebody for sure. Who would you show it to? We used to ask this question more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the simple answer is like anybody who is a Connery fan mm. that like you know like us just knew him as Bond and then are branching out, and just anybody who just likes a, I don't like a a good a good like story. I guess it's a really it's a really intriguing uh, story and like. At first, I was kind of like, ah, oh, let's see how, how this is going to be. I wasn't sure. I, I knew you hyped it up a, a bit, so I'm like, it must be something. It's so good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, th- I guess anybody, I would show, you know, I showed my wife. My wife watched with me. She liked it. Um, yeah, I think I would show just about anybody. Over 18, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would show just about anybody. 
Yeah, I agree. I think anyone could really, as long as you can put yourself in the mindset of this is a film that takes place during World War Two. Right. Like it's got some not okay politics. Right. Um. But the point is that it's a horrible prison, and its politics are not supposed to be okay. Yeah. This is supposed to be a horrible, horrible place. And again, if you uh, if you have kids, let's have them watch Holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to watch Holes now. Like, I know. Watch. I need to like, watch you'll, it. You'll see. I think it's on Disney Plus. You know what'll make you happy, real quick? If I can divert, I have this out from the library, but the DVD is all scratched, so I got to bring it back and say it's not playable. And I've got another copy coming in from a different library. Ooh, you'll be happy with me. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that's that's Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat, baby. Have you ever seen it? No. I know that you and uh, and Andrew are big fans of it. So much I, I, I was this. for I was former Cat Hat Trivia Champion. Yeah, he 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 got the belt off me on Big Mama's House Trivia. <laughs> it's the same belt. You don't make a new belt. Yeah, we had to. See, yeah, so that's the thing. Big I, Mama needs a big belt. Yeah, because the next one might be. <laughs> we're we're between we're between the the Spider Man Raimi trilogy. <laughs> And the, the, the Nutty Professor movies. <laughs> you and I should do a Diamonds Are Forever one. I I would I I want to do a yeah because I want to do a Bond one with Andrew's brother, but he said like I don't know if I know enough about. Well, all right, then then somebody Bond. has to do it for you and me then. So I think you we, and I compete. I think we got to do a Bond trivia. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. If you guys if you guys <laughs> if you guys want to, if you guys look up nonsense media. On YouTube and search Cat in the Hat Trivia, Cat in the Hat Trivia Two, because that was the one that was that was videoed. You will see me and my good pal Andrew Lima, who we're going to try. Well, to, he'll be on this podcast like, one day. Yeah, who's going to be on a podcast? Uh, uh, no relation, but we're trying to find it. We actually took, and I'll tell you this now on air. Uh, his girlfriend Kelly bought us uh, DNA test. Oh my god! And so we're going to see if we're, we're related. <laughs> <laughs> we literally grew up like uh, up the street from each other. We're both last name Lima, both Portuguese, and, and I look a lot like his brother Kyle. So the joke is that me and Andrew were switched at the hospital. Wow, and we have the wrong parents. What if? What if that's true? I think it might be. If not, I'm also hoping to find out other cool things. And maybe I'm like, 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 like pop British. Well, maybe I'm like Jamaican. You don't gain don't an accent, Mario. <laughs> if I find out I'm one percent British, I'm going to use the accent. You have one percent of an accent. One percent. Not, not, not your regular accent with one percent British on top. Just every now and every hundred words, one of them is said with a British. It's kind, accent. It's kind of like those bad English actors that like try to do American accents, and they kind of like. like you ever play the game Heavy Rain? No. So it's, it's kind of a noir kind of game. But there are a lot of, like, English actors in there that are, like, amazing. They're good. But there's one guy who's, like, he plays this cop. He's like, you know, hey, you know, it's like. Hey. But when he says anything, he says anything. Like, anything. Like, like, I would do anything. <laughs> and, like, so you get the British in there. So I, I will do that. Every other word I'll be like, you know. Not every other, every hundredth word. Every hundredth word, I'll say. Like well, something. whatever percent is percent British you are. Which also, if you're British, you're probably like Scottish and Irish and Ukrainian and like a bunch of things thrown together. 
We'll find out. I'll I'll announce the the, the res- we, we might be doing a live stream to, to get the results. You're one hundred percent Japanese. Imagine, I d- how. <laughs> <laughs> it is Hollywood, man. You know, it is. Yeah, we're in Hollywood right it's now. We're in Hollywood. We are a, pr- a prison in Hollywood. Yeah, L.A. Anyways, we're well, in Burbank prison. Anyways, so yes, Cat. I'm sure that exists. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure, but I flew into Burbank Airport. That was cool because I got. It was the first time in my life I've ever got off a plane onto the ground. Like onto the, you walked off the plane and you walked onto the ground. Oh, didn't he give you the the ramp or whatever? No, the... The, you were just there. You're there. Really? You're on. You walk onto the ground, then you walk into a building. I always wondered, and then you walk out of the building. Because I always wondered that because I, you see all these movies. I mean, think of all the Bond movies. Like any movie, yeah. they always just get off like <laughs> and walk like, onto oh. the ground. Yeah. So yeah. like that's really cool. That's, that's what, what I did. You walk down the stairs Burbank. onto the ground in Burbank. In Burbank, yep. Burbank wow. Airport's tiny. I think I'll just go there just to have that experience. <laughs> I want to be able to be on the top of the stairs and wave to everybody. It's like a f- bunch of Connery Curious fans. It's like, Whoa! <laughs> Frank, they're not here for you. Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. <laughs> Naked gun. Yes. All righty. Uh, well, so I think I think we've been stalling. I think we've been stalling. This is our. This is a big moment. This is what we usually do. We stall. It's, it's your turn this week, Dylan. Well, we're we're. Together, so yeah, so together we'll be sp- spinning. Uh, you want to press the button together at the same time? I think we should. <laughs> uh, so, guys at home, you guys know what time it is. Uh, each week we get together here and uh, open up uh, wheelofnames.com and to- shuffle it a bunch of fucking times, <laughs> shuffle it a bunch of times to get the wheel of curiosity. So, like, yeah, so Dylan, last time we were together, we got Goldfinger. What do you think we're gonna get this time? What do, what do you hope to get? Well, I'm gonna keep shuffling a hundred more times. Um, Sir Billy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's what it just passed over. Um, I hope either another Sydney Lumet film. That would be cool. Though I again think we should probably space things out the way we should space out the Bonds. We should space out the Lumets. We only get seven Bonds. We only get five Lumets. Mm. <laughs> Seven blondes, five brunettes. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of hope maybe something like The Untouchables or Presidio or Hunt for Red October. Yeah. So something with some weight behind it. Yeah, I'm in the mood for an older, like a newer film. A older newer film, Con- older Connery. Older Connery. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, I kind of am in the mood for indie. Um, I could go for indie right now. That'd so, be fun. Like, I could do indie, but that's, that's that's one I'm really excited for. So I do want to like have to be a special time, but do, at the same oh, time, if uh, don't go see Dial of Destiny. I know you you're you're probably doing something for for friggin' nerds, oh, but yeah. we should if if we hit Last Crusade, save it for that weekend. Save it for that weekend. We'll hit if 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 during the time that it is in theaters. We go, okay, we won't go see it right now. Spin the wheel. If it hits Last Crusade, we'll do the Last Crusade episode and then go see Dial of Destiny. Okay. And we do have guests for that one, too. So yeah. That's going to be very exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe we, yeah, we could do like a, no, maybe. Well, no, it'll be fine. One, uh, of the, one of the proposed guests is my sister. And yeah. guaranteed she'll want to come see Dial of Destiny Absolutely. with us. So. But so. also... It's fun when we go see movies together. We've seen some yeah, good we, movies together. Yeah, we haven't gone since No Time to Die. Yeah, together through a movie. So yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, so yeah, okay, that's a fair rule. If if not, if you ha- feel compelled to go see it beforehand, or if friggin' nerds is doing something where you can't miss out on it, go see yeah. it. But I think maybe it'd be cool to line it up some way with. Alpha. Oh, the, we'll, line the two up together. We'll 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 discuss backstage. Yeah. Granted, it's all we're at the mercy of the wheel. True. But, the mercy of the wheel. So that so being said, let's I think get to the mercy of. Shuffle will come like ten, twenty more times. <laughs> shuffle, 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 shuffle. All right, I'll put the uh, the mouse here. Oh no no no! Oh, refresh, refresh! refresh. Oh, ah! oh my god! So scary. <laughs> oh my god! Did you make sure uh, the hill is off the list? The hill is off the list. Okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna press the button together. together. Okay. For Mario, are you ready? All right. To spin the wheel of Curiosities. Dragon, Dragon Heart. Heart. Nice. Cool. So a bit of an older Connery, but we're not actually going to get to see Connery in we're this movie. Hear him. We are going to hear Connery a lot, and those S's are going to be H'd, I am sure. Oh, it's going to be a 10, 11 possibly. <laughs> Oh, awesome, Dragonheart. Let's uh, let's just give a brief overview of what we're looking at. 1996's Dragonheart, starring Sean Connery and Dennis Quaid, uh, Pete Pozzolwaith, uh David Thewlis. Uh, yeah, it is uh, a film where Sean. I'm not gonna. It doesn't give any you know brief plot, but it is a film where Sean Connery voices Draco, the last remaining dragon. I think that's all you need is Connery's a dragon in this movie. To help animate Draco's facial expressions, Cohen and the ILM animators took close-up shots of Connery from his previous films, categorized the clips according to what emotion he was expressing, and put them in separate tapes for easy reference. He did the voice recording for this in three sessions. Huh. Okay, I'm not getting too into the plot now. We'll discuss this next week when we discuss the film. Dragonheart from 1996. All right. Cool. This is, we're going back to fantasy films. And is this our first one? This is our first film where Connery is animated, right? Yeah. He's just providing a voice, no on screen physical. Yeah, because the only only time he's like really animated is (laughs) Sir Billy. Yeah. And, well, I mean, I haven't seen, um, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in a while, but I feel like there's like there's probably a CGI, CGI Connery like, in there at some yeah. point. But so yeah, this is exciting. We're excited about this. Yeah, Dragonheart. Cool. Uh, what we have for uh, rental options? Uh, let's let's take a peek here. Just watch. I recommend everyone use that website. Dragonheart. Oh, maybe if I spelled it correctly. Okay, it looks like it's not streaming anywhere, but you can rent it on all your digital stores, Amazon, YouTube, Apple TV, all those. You can rent it and buy it. So maybe uh, rent it along and uh, watch yeah. along and listen along with us and along, 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 along. along, well, along, we're probably, along. Hopefully we're not in here for a long time because <laughs> we're still stuck in this cell. Oh, shit. There's two for grace again. He's coming back. Mario, grab another. Lego. Hey guys! Oh, uh, Topher, look, look, a, another Lego. 
Another Lego. Go get it. Go. 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 Oh, shit. Mario. Mario, look. What? He left the keys. He just left the keys, like, right here. Oh, man. On, like, over the the window of the door. Can, can you reach him? Yeah, he just left him right here. He just, like, plopped him over the... You know, like the window of the door, he just put it right there and hung his keys right there. And I just like, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's get out of here. Well, uh, guys, we're gonna try to find a way out of this prison. Uh, yeah. So hopefully, it's not like a medieval kind of prison or anything. Hopefully, yeah, we don't have to like right. run into any beasts of uh, legendary burden. Yeah. As we uh, leave here, you know. So. Wish us luck. Uh, go watch Dragonheart. We'll probably talk yeah. about that next week. This has definitely been like the the loosest uh, connection to any uh, film we've watched. I'd say. Mm. Hey, wait a second. Before we leave this prison, let's tie this film in to the previous ones that we've done because that's something we keep. We we've been keeping a tab of. How does this one tie into the previous? Uh. I, I did have a little headcanon thing where, like, I want him to be connected to uh, his character from Cuba. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, so is that? Uh, I mean, the obvious one is just, it's, it's Molly Maguire. Molly Maguire, yeah. So yeah, I think that's the only one he could really compare it to. Yeah. In it's, holes. It's the same. <laughs> yeah. He, instead of being um, hung in uh, Philadelphia, he gets sent to Libya yeah, <laughs> to serve out his days. He's a traveling man. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it, Mario. All right. I think so we've let's get out of this prison and like let's get say out of this prison. say goodbye to our uh, lovely listeners, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and Sean Connery will return yeah. in Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Oh shit! Ah, Topher Grace is coming back. Let's get oh, out of here. Oh, let's get out of here. I've been Dylan Titus. And I've been Mario Lima. And as always, stay curious. been listening to Connery Curious, a Titus Compositions and Friggeners Media Podcast. Follow us on social media for updates, memes, and clips. Find us on Twitter at CuriousPod007 and on Instagram at Connery Curious. You can also visit Titus Compositions at Titus Compositions to hear other podcasts and original music, watch music videos, or even pick up a great vinyl record. For more discussion and content about your favorite films, comics, games, and a network for all things nerdy, visit Friggin' Nerds Media on Twitter, at Friggin' Nerds. You can rate, review, and share the podcast in-app, which helps us grow the show and reach the other curious conneries out there. Thanks for spending time with us, and have a great day, but also, remember, stay curious. I hear one by only just looking at my secret weapon. <laughs>